grab soundbite number one. I want to go back to uh, the Friday because we had some sports stuff happen over the weekend, and this just documents that you should not doubt me. On Friday, I was describing for everybody how professional sports is now, I don't know if embrace is the right word. They, they, they're, 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 I guess for the sake of discussion, embrace means loving and there's nothing love oriented here. The, the professional sports is now allowing itself to be totally corrupted by outside political forces for which we have used sports as a means of escaping, which was my point. An NFL game or a Sunday afternoon or spending some time watching Major League Baseball, the NBA, college football, whatever, it's a respite. It's a place you go to escape all of this, including controversy, the controversy of politics, corruption, you name it. Now, these sports leagues are embracing all that you use sports to escape from. And they are incorporating all of it into their daily presentation of their business. Football games, baseball games, what have you. For example, what in the world are they thinking when coaches and even some owners say they will join their players in kneeling during the national anthem in the pregame? I mean, isn't that, by the way, passe now? Aren't we so far beyond what that protest is about? But anyway, what do they think is going to happen? They've already got evidence what happens to their audience when you do that, when just two or three players do it. But you know what they're saying? Well, we're not going to be able to have fans in the stands anyway because of the virus. So what the hell does it matter? If our players want to kneel, we're going to be right there with them showing solidarity. You're showing solidarity for a bunch of people who, whether they know it or not, are facilitating this anti-American movement. They are not promoting justice. They are not promoting safe police. They're not promoting anything. They are being used by the cabal of Marxists that is attempting to tear apart this country. What in the world do they think is the advantage it's going to accrue to them by doing this? Well, Rush, they think they'll be showing solidarity with the players. And that's, uh, that's everything. They're going to be all in it together. Yeah, well, um, last I looked, the players were not investors in the league. They're the ones being paid. So uh, it, it, it just... History alone, it doesn't make sense. Then I also, same show, made this point about some of the people really behind this. It is white millennial women that are propelling the Black Lives Matter movement. They're funding it. They're raising money for it. They are providing uh, people on the ground. It's an amazing cultural phenomenon to me. And you know why? Because did you see the story over the weekend, the... uh, The overwhelming, almost majority, almost 80% support for everything going on among white educated women. College educated, white college educated women. Almost 80% support this stupid chop chaz place in Seattle. They support that concept. They support torching police. They support 
defunding the white college educated women. What does that tell you about college education today? And then if you if you further subdivide the group into millennial white women, it's almost 95 percent support what's going on here. Which makes it perfectly understandable. Emotion and unfairness and whatever else they're being told is at the root of this. Recently, I, I played a couple of sound bites of me talking about the NFL game on Sunday afternoon, the Major League Baseball game any day, uh, what it represents, an escape from those things that distract us, an escape from the things that upset us, an escape from it's a it's a bunch of things. But an NFL Sunday afternoon is uh, is Walter Mitty Day. Chance to pretend we're somebody we're not. Chance to pretend that we might be able to do what we see on TV someday. It's a, just a just total escape. And now they are telling us, no, oh, no, you can't escape it. We're going to bring all the controversy you're trying to escape right back to your house. We're going to bring it right to your sofa. If you're in a stadium, we're going to bring it right to your seat. You are not going to be able to escape because we're going to make sure that you understand how ticked off we are at the NFL at your country. So we're going to protest your anthem and we're going to protest your flag. And you better understand that it's not about your flag or your country. It's about some racist pig cops. Right. Okay, fine. And they expect people to watch this. And then we had, you know, the, the fact that it is white millennial women who in large part are supporting fundraising Black Lives Matter. So Sunday night on ESPN, they did the ESPY Awards, and they had to do these things, of course, virtually because of the virus. So at the beginning of the 2020 ESPYs, the host Seattle Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson, U.S. soccer star Megan Rapino, and Seattle Storm point guard Sue Bird opened the 2020 ESPYs with a message about sports and Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter to my white teammates and friends. We need you to lead too. Don't just listen, help. Do Black Lives Matter to you when they're not throwing touchdowns, grabbing rebounds, serving aces? If that was uncomfortable to hear, good. Colin Kaepernick never shied away. He knew that discomfort was essential to liberation and that fighting the oppression against black people is bigger than sports. No one deserves white privilege. It's not something we earned. We can't let sports try and take us back to the way things were. Our return must be part of the fight for justice. Our return can't just return to business as usual. And there you have it. So if you think that you're going to ever enjoy sports the way you once did, you. That was Megan Rapino. Well, she's a soccer, soccer star. Yeah, a soccer star that uh, hated Trump. And uh, Well, I'm the, the, Mr. Snurdly, be thankful. They're telling you that you're never going to be able to enjoy or watch American sports again the way you used to. We can't go back uh, business as usual. Well, you'll do that by not watching, by not attending. That's um, that. That's how you'll kick back, push back, whatever. I'm just telling you. I'm just. I'm just telling you that that they're fully aware here that um, they ain't going to be what they used to be. They ain't going to be anybody's escape.
They ain't going to be just out there playing football or soccer and trying to be the best they can be and win champions. No, 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 no. They're going to be out there making sure everybody knows what a bunch of rotten bunch of people of pigs are. And we're going to make sure everybody knows how unfair people have been to Black Lives Matter. We're going to make sure that people understand the mob is not going to stop until a mob gets its way. That's going to be the message every Sunday in the NFL. And the coaches and the players are going to kneel together when the anthem is played and the flag is waving. Brett Favre was also part of the SB Award. No, different show, sorry. This was uh, TMZ Sports. It's a syndicated sports show. And this was uh, Saturday. We had a, don't know who it is, unidentified correspondent was interviewing Brett Favre. Said uh, people, people compare him to uh, uh, Jackie Robinson or Muhammad Ali. Do you see him with them? Is, uh, is he somebody belongs in Canton someday for all he's done on and off the field? Now, who do you think they're talking about here? Yeah, they're talking about Kaepernick. They're asking Brett Favre about Kaepernick here. I wonder if these guys know that Muhammad Ali's son, Muhammad Ali Jr., has come out in strident opposition to Black Lives Matter. You didn't know that was in the New York Post last week. Muhammad Ali Jr. lives out in California. They said his dad would have nothing to do with these people. His dad wouldn't want anything to do with this. It's no wonder you haven't heard anything about it. All right, so here, wait a minute now. Here comes the answer. So I, I'm assuming they're asking Favre about Kaepernick here. Who else could it be? So the question again, people compare him to Jackie Robinson or Muhammad Ali. Colin Kaepernick, really? Jackie Robinson, Muhammad Ali? Do you, Mr. Favre, do you see Kaepernick with them? Is uh, he somebody belongs in Canton someday for all he's done on and off the field? It's not easy for a guy his age, black or white, Hispanic, whatever, to stop something that you've always dreamed of doing and put it on hold, maybe forever, for something that you believe in. I can only think of right off the top of my head, Pat Tillman's another guy who did something you know, similar. And um, and we regard him as a hero, so I, I, I assume that hero status will will be stamped with with Kaepernick as well. Well, there you have it. So Colin Kaepernick has now been uh, placed in the same pedestal as Pat Tillman. Now, do any of you know Pat Tillman? You know the the Pat Tillman story. Well, let me just tell you about Pat Tillman. Pat Tillman was a vast overachiever. He was one of the hardest workers, one of the most devoted to whatever he was doing kind of guys you'll ever meet. Played for the Arizona Cardinals in the NFL. He was a defensive back, safety. And after 9-11, he was distraught. And he thought that he wasn't doing enough simply playing football to defend his country. So he told the Cardinals he was quitting, resigning, retiring. And he was going to try out for the American Special Forces Unit. He wanted to become an Army Ranger. For that, he had to go to Fort Bragg, by the way. And it is a rigorous, you know, next to the Navy SEALs, the Rangers 
are among the closest men that the United States has to supermen anywhere. I know each branch has its special forces like, and that's not intended as a, as a slight to the SEALs or to the Green Berets, but the Rangers are indeed an elite unit, and he made it. He qualified. He was killed by friendly fire in Afghanistan. He came home to a hero's salute, a prominent memorial, funeral, and burial. He um, would never kneel during the anthem. He never did. He would never kneel while the flag was flying. And yet, Brett Favre has just placed Kaepernick in the same place as Pat Tillman. Well, it just it depends on how you see things, I guess. In the meantime, here's Scott. Scott's in Omaha, Nebraska. Great to have you, sir. Hello. Ditto to you, Rush. Thank you, the, Scott. Uh, the, one, of the, one of the best friends I've never met. Thank you, sir. Hey, I just wanted to make a comment. Uh, you know, I work for a Fortune 100 company, and I'm going to tell you that we've been getting all kinds of emails and webinar webcasts about sensitivity training. And um, it has offended me to the sense that we are all looked at as racist, uh, unfortunately. Um, and that's my take on this from the vision of our CEOs and the executives of this business. And uh, my thought about that is, and, and I'm going to tell you that I see CEOs all over the place, whether I watch some of these news stations, and uh, they're falling all over themselves about the sensitivity and about what we need to do. And if they're so concerned about Black Lives Matter or so concerned about race relations, what they ought to be doing is bringing these businesses back and putting them back in the inner cities. All this manufacturing that has left the United States of America ought to be brought back and give people a shot at making a true living and, and building some respect in themselves. Yeah, but you know what? That's a great, great point, but they realize they don't have to do that. All they've got to do is go to these sensitivity training seminars. That's all they got to do. And then say the things that you're hearing them say. That's all they've got to do, and they'll be safe. They'll be protected. Uh, they'll be on the right side of things. That's all well, they the got to do. Same. You, you were talking about Kaepernick and even LeBron James. I mean, they've got the platform with Nike and making all this money through these businesses. Why doesn't Nike make these? Why don't, why don't they demand of Nike to put these manufacturing facilities and these tennis shoes that they want and they're making money off of, put them right, right in those inner city neighborhoods? You mean give them away? No, no, not give them away. Have them manufactured in these inner city neighborhoods. Oh, manufacturing. Manufacturing. Yeah, we're using slave labor all over the world. Well, well, there's this thing called a uh, <laughs> oppression. There's this uh, thing called uh, slave labor. I uh, don't think uh, these people want any part of that. And then there's a thing called a skill set. Well, not and not tracking with these guys. I look at it as two face, and again, uh, the the. Their actions do not match up with what they're... Look, it's no different than what the CEOs did when climate change was ruling the roost. I got so sick. I mean, from bounty paper towels down to automobile manufacturers to to these tied, whatever they are, little capsules of tide that you throw in the, in the washing machine, 
every damn one of them had some link to green America. And there was nothing they were doing to promote the environment. They just put it in as part of the packaging and part of the advertising that so they would so that they would they would fool young millennial college educated people into thinking that these massive corporations were actually seeing the light and trying to change and do whatever they could to protect the planet. And all it was was an end run. It was not intended to do anything but make a marketing connection. They weren't actually doing And these CEOs, they know full, we don't need to go to any sensitivity training to find out how to deal with Black Lives Matter or the abuse of women or any of that. They know how to do all that. They wouldn't be CEOs. They would never be hired at that level if they were that Neanderthal. It's all PR. It's all, none of it's real. Symbolism over substance, whatever you want to say it is.